This is the Happy Employee Podcast, brought to you by Start Within. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Happy Employee Podcast. I'm Abby and I'm an employee engagement consultant and this week I'm joined by... Hi everybody, I'm Mike and I'm Head of Training at Start Within. So this week, uh, we're talking about helping others and helping yourself. So the current situation with COVID-19, we're on day... Six. Day six of the unofficial lockdown here in the UK. Um, And we're hearing a lot about how to help yourself, how to stay motivated and how to adapt to these new changes that we're all facing. But something that we thought we'd concentrate on this week is how to help others. Yeah, um, I think it's really underrated and really important and a really important pillar of our um, well-being. There's a lot of advice out there at the minute as to when to take breaks, when to get fresh air, when you're allowed to get fresh air, what to eat, how to structure your day working from home perhaps. But something that's really easy to do, something that's more fulfilling perhaps than any of those things and most importantly is free as well. You can do it anytime or anywhere. It's just helping other people. And I think we have seen examples of that nationally um, in supporting the NHS and things like that that we'll go on to talk about but also uh, just in your home or in your local community there's still things you can do even um, when we're all locked inside our houses. Mm -hmm. So you said there about things that we've done to help the NHS and and it doesn't have to be to directly help them so the other other evening in the UK everyone got together at 8pm and and clapped for the NHS Mm -hmm. and that to me that to me was amazing that made me feel this real sense of community and appreciation for the NHS and really felt like we were all part of something together. Uh, It's coming together around a common goal and a cause that everybody can appreciate is um, something positive and something that helps people and just by being part of that and being part of a community that's pushing towards um, something positive then it it gives you that little boost that you might need for your own well-being especially when Perhaps you're not getting the stimulation that you'd normally get um, from being out at work, being able to go and do whatever you like. Mm, yeah, so there's other things that, that I've been joining in with to, to feel that sense of community, such as the Joe Wicks PE class every morning on YouTube that are, like millions of people have been tuning into. And, and you, in fact, said to me yourself the other day, oh, why don't we just watch it back later instead of doing it at 9am? But I thought, no, I'm going to join in with it live because that's when you feel that you're joining in with mm-hmm. the whole nation. That's mm-hmm. when everyone else is doing it. And it's a it's a way to stay motivated, being part of a group rather than having to, to drive these things on your own. Yeah, and I think on that subject of that specific activity, I think he's now, Joe Wicks has now come out uh, in the last day or so and said that he's going to give all the proceeds of his advertising and everything to the NHS. So again, it's that added boost of doing something as a community, but now you've also got that added bonus of, you know, that... Um, all the profits that are being made from this are, are going towards helping out with um, helping people get better across the country. So um, you get a kind of two for one hit of uh, well-being by doing that particular um, exercise. Mm. Yeah. So um, I think you touched on it earlier about how helping other people actually gives you your own well-being boost as well. Mm-hmm. And that there is a quote that I've always liked to stick to, even before this whole crisis happened and it's to lift yourself up lift someone else up yeah um many years ago I I hit a long spell of depression and anxiety and 
above all physical exercise and different things that you do to try and combat that one of the things that I feel really helped me was helping other people yeah. and really helped me feel good about myself and it's one of those feelings you don't feel like redundant anymore you feel like you've got a purpose and, and you're there yeah. to, to focus on someone else and to help someone else so what did you do to help somebody else in that instance well in, in that particular instance um I was living alone spending a lot of time on my own um but fortunate enough to have a car, have family and friends that live nearby and still going out and doing things. But I was just suffering real loneliness, basically. And and it got me thinking at the time of, you know, I've got access to all these things and, and money and friends and I actually have a pretty good life and I'm feeling lonely. So how must someone feel that, that doesn't have all of that? Mm-hmm. So what I set out, I registered with Age UK, um, for those that might not know, is a is a UK charity focused on helping the elderly. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I volunteered to become what they call a befriender, where you get assigned a friend, an elderly friend that lives nearby, and you can either have weekly phone calls, or, or what I did was I dropped in once a week to meet my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so my friend was a, was a 90-year-old man. Mm-hmm. He was a widower. His wife had died many years before before um and he'd got a son but that lived far away so he didn't have any family he you know at that age the men tend to lose their friends I don't want to generalize about men but I used to try and encourage him to join him with like local community centers and things and he he used to say it's all the women it's Mm. all the women outlive the men and it's all the women left and tend to stick together in those little groups and it's it's often the men that that end up being left on their own and and it was ever so sad he used to have his free bus pass and he used to just ride the bus all day every day just to have something to do because he used to hate being alone in the house Mm. um and for me going around to see him each week it was really sad but then I used to come out feeling really good about myself because he he was just after a bit of company he was just after someone to say how was your day today or what did you get up to today mm-hmm. or we'd share photos and we'd talk about things and he'd tell me about his wife and his past and and that's all he wanted and it and it was easy just popping in sometimes I'd take him a cake you know the li- little gestures it didn't cost me any money it took up hardly any of my time and I used to come away feeling great which you know it, you're there to help him but it, I guess it it helped both of us. Yeah, and I think the sooner you can kind of understand and appreciate that helping other people does help you as well and accept that it's not a selfish thing to think like that. It's just um, enjoying the benefits of doing something good first and foremost, but also reaping um, the benefits yourself. I think as well what's interesting is um, in that particular example you gave, uh, you were helping that man and it made you feel better. Uh, it obviously made him feel better and gave him a sense of purpose and gave him mm-hmm. some satisfaction but also hopefully you don't know that might have then inspired him to be a little more brave or a little more confident or a little more open to speaking to somebody else when he is out on the bus or going down to one of those local groups you talked about giving him the uh, the impetus to go and speak to other people because uh, being nice to people and being generous and being charitable as we've seen recently when the country's come together to take it back to that is uh, contagious, um, probably not the best word to use at this <laughs> current time. But uh, yeah, it's infectious. It it spreads if um, goodwill and and kind gestures um, 
spread. They help the person that's doing it and they help the person that's on the receiving end. So, uh, let's, yeah. Let's spread kindness quicker than we can spread coronavirus. Yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I would definitely agree with that. So um, have you ever done anything like that, Mike? I know that you've also previously suffered with anxiety. Yeah, so my background um, and the reason that I'm so heavily um, involved and so passionate about mental health and, and well-being now is because... Um, unfortunately, I do have my own lived experience. Again, I'm very lucky, like yourself, to have had um, a comfortable lifestyle, um, good friends, family, um, not had to worry about too much in the conventional sense. But yeah, I did start to suffer again, predominantly because of loneliness due to my job at the time. Um, and I found myself feeling um, quite low and suffering from a lot of the kind of uh, recognisable symptoms of anxiety. Um, first and foremost, I'd I, had to get myself well and I think it's important to bring that to the fore here as well that um, being charitable and engaging in community is really good but ultimately you have to be in a position yourself where you feel well enough to do that and self-care is at the core of everything we talk about in terms of mental health and mental health first aid and looking after each other in that respect um, but once you've achieved that then and like myself I was then able to give a little bit back to the people that had helped me really so my involvement has predominantly been with mind the mental health charity in the uk um, and one of their local franchises um, particularly uh, i go down there as a peer support volunteer um, for a group of um, service users who suffer from fairly serious mental health challenges at um, in, for portions of their life um, and i'm just there as a support to make the tea and play board games and just have a chat with them ask them how they've been and let give them the opportunity to speak and be a good listener so that's what I try and do um, as well I've tried to give back a little bit in terms of mentoring people who may have come through difficult times and now looking back to get back into education or employment um, and then in my personal life as well just things like I have a dog um, called Pat um, who I love very much, oh. uh, but he's a rescue dog from the Dogs Trust. And again, doing something like that, helping, in this case, um, an animal, but it can be anything, it can be a person, an animal, any cause that you feel strongly about um, or you want to give back to, uh, it just gives you that little that little bump to, to feel better about yourself as well as help someone else. So, And I think, um, I think you've downplayed Pat there. Why don't you talk about... Pat's background and how you've saved him. Uh, Pat, so Pat was a racing greyhound that was deemed surplus to requirements, unfortunately, where he was racing, um, then was kicked out on the street as a stray um, and then struggling to find a home uh, with the Dogs Trust for one reason or another. Um, and, yeah, I was able to um, give him a, a loving home and now he's he's so happy. I can see that giving him just the shelter, the shelter and um, security of a home has just done everything for him. Um, and it obviously makes you feel good just to see that when he's snoozing away on the sofa, that he's happy <laughs> and feels comfortable to do that. So so you've helped yourself by helping another, else. Yeah, yeah, another, in this case, a dog, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, like you said, Dogs Trust, I've donated monies to Dogs Trust. I have a subscription to donate each month mm -hmm. um, I've donated to, to many other things like that before and like I find that the more charitable things that I do the better that I feel but 
if you don't have money, and especially at the moment, everyone's worrying about money with the situation, what to do. It it doesn't even have to be about giving money, does it? It can no. be literally volunteering your time in so many different ways. I think that's crucial um, because the first response that you might get when you encourage somebody to be charitable or to do something for somebody else is, well, I've got enough on my plate already, I, especially now. I'm worrying about where the next... Um, month's pay is coming from worrying about how you're going to feed and clothe your children all that kind of stuff and we appreciate i'm sure both of us that those are the priorities in life for yourself predominantly but it doesn't have to be giving a portion of your wage each month each month it could just be something you can do from your own home like you said calling in to someone who might be struggling Mm -hmm. or um, just being kind to somebody who looks like they might need your support yeah and even from a selfish perspective, perspective, um, you don't know what doors that it might open. If you are worried about losing your job and you're thinking, mm-hmm. oh, I need to get get a new job, volunteering for something. You yeah. never know who might know someone else, who might know someone else, or how good it will look on your CV that you're doing this. Yeah. It, it could just open the right doors for yeah, you. Yeah, and this might give us the opportunity for everybody to stop and think um, about that kind of stuff because you've seen the way everybody's come together around, particularly the NHS at the moment. And I think that's galvanised the country and everybody's coming together and it's given people the time to reflect on how important that particular institution is to our country and keeping us well. Um, so maybe it give people opportunity to have a think about other things that they can get behind and support and then ultimately reap the benefit themselves in terms of uh, how that makes them feel. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I currently do um, volunteering is volunteering for a blind charity called Sandwell Visual Impaired. And what they do is they have a weekly newspaper Mm -hmm. um, that's read read aloud for the blind people to be able to listen to. So that's the thing that I've been able to do from my home um, Mm -hmm. is read out articles for them to to edit together as a weekly newspaper. Because it's it's things like that that you don't even... Mm -hmm. And how long did that, how long does that take you? It took me a few minutes. Yeah. It didn't take any time at all. Didn't cost anything. I could send it over from my phone. Mm -hmm. Didn't take any time. Um, They also need people to to call in and check how they're doing, especially with like food shopping and things. That they they need all the support they can get. Um, mm-hmm. But even if you're not in that area, and there's so many places that you can do that kind of thing. If you just look at your local government and councils, mm-hmm. they should have lots of opportunities on there. Um, so yeah, even if you think around you, it doesn't even have to be for a charity. If you think that there's elderly in your street or someone that might be self isolating, and and you have that ability to get out and be mm-hmm. able to go out and get food maybe simply offer offer help yeah knocking on somebody's door obviously keeping your distance and asking them if there's anything that you can help them with mm. uh, like we say that's it's not about being preachy and telling everybody they need to go out and help everybody and do everything for everybody else but it's considering how that'll make you feel yourself and that's what we're focusing on here mm. yeah and, and it could even be ringing family so i'll make an effort to make sure i ring my nan every now and again because I know she she's at home on her own and every time I ring her she says oh I've had so many people ring me so she's mm. fine but you know you might you might know someone that is sat there waiting for a call and yeah it'll make their day just having someone to talk to um you could also send notes of kindness at this time we talked a bit, a bit about the beginning about being kind mm-hmm. just any nice messages we just need to spread the love any anything Definitely. to make someone smile will also make you feel good as well. Yeah, and that's the that's the key point. So we also talked about the NHS. Uh, yeah. We've both signed up to be 
NHS volunteers? Yeah, been. responders, yeah. So I th- think um, it's well in excess of half a million now that have volunteered across the country, which is obviously great. And they, I think they still call in for more volunteers yeah, at yeah. the moment. Um, yeah, the more the, I, can, I can only imagine it's the more the merrier. And again, you can do that from your own home. I've looked at the various options. You can get out there and drive those that are suffering to or might be vulnerable to medical appointments or deliver shopping. But at the same time, like you've already said, um, with some of the other charities, it can just be separating 10 minutes from your day to ring somebody who might be self-isolating and perhaps struggling on their own just to check how they are. Hmm. But I think the biggest thing that we could do to help the NHS is to stay at home. Definitely, yeah. I think we would all echo the, the guidance and, um, yeah, stay at home. And now you've got an extra task to um, crack on with is finding your little niche mm-hmm. where you can help. A bit of homework for you all. Exactly. So thank you all for listening. Yeah, thank you. I hope you've enjoyed that today and hopefully mm-hmm. that's inspired you to go out and, and help someone else. If you'd like to hear more about what we do or any tips for, for the moment, visit our website, startwithin.co.uk. Yeah, or you could contact me directly um, and I can talk through some of the uh, training and advice that I'm able to provide. Uh, and I'm at mike at startwithin.co.uk. Right, well, brilliant. Thank you and have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Start Within, taking care of your employees.